Well, Oregon has 12 regular season games on their schedule this year, just like, uh, you know, everybody else. Could they win all of them? Technically, the answer is yes. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day and your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. If you have not already, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you listen to or watch this show. We've got a five-star guest today, my man Ryan Winter at Sports Chat 503 on Twitter and on YouTube. Rocking the Trailblazers shirt because we have to stick together in these tough times as Trailblazers fans, because we suck. Anyway, so, so, it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's, it's brutal, but anyway. Summertime, summer League's always good, man. That was my Oh, yeah, hey, Summer League. I said, hey, win the Summer League, Summer League champions again. My, my, my dad, the other day, we were watching Summer League uh, highlights. Was, they were just on SportsCenter. And he goes, who's dominating summer, summer League, and does it matter? And I said... Do you remember when Jared Bayless was Summer League MVP? He goes, who? I said, exactly. Next question. Yeah. Whoever's undefeated in the NFL preseason, automatic yeah. winners of the NFL. Exactly. But the question we're answering today is one that came in from one of you out there. You can always be a part of the mailbag, whoever you are, wherever you listen to or watch the show, YouTube comments, or hit me up on Twitter at smalls underscore 55 or at Locked On Ducks. DMs and mentions wide open. We continue to roll through the mailbag because it's chock full of great questions. This from Eric. I know beating Washington and Utah on the road will be tough, but it is doable as is beating USC at home. What would you say the chances are for the Ducks going undefeated during the 2023 regular season? I will start with this statistical point before I hand it off to my man, Ryan. ESPN's football power index gives us approximately a 1.6% chance of going unbeaten this year. We made that calculation before we hopped on here to record the show. Ryan, does 1.6% sound about right to you? Yeah, I wonder what the odds on that would be for Vegas. What, what, What do they equate that to? Either way, people are putting money down. I, I mean, you're going to have to, somebody's going to have to bet on that. And if it comes through, they're making big money. That's why they get those bets. But I, I don't see it happening. Again, I, I think the, the West Coast bias is so real, East Coast bias, whatever you want to call it, anti West Coast thing. I think USC is the only team they're going to really give a look at. I think Oregon is going to have to go undefeated to get there. So I think that's a pretty tough situation, a tough hill to climb. But, uh, you know, hey, hey. This is the time of year where everybody's undefeated, Spencer. Let's go. <laughs> we are all undefeated. I disagree with you, though. The third bullet point I've got up here on YouTube to talk about later, I guess we're going to talk about it now because that's the way the cookie crumbles. To get into the playoff, I don't think Oregon has to go undefeated. I think if they beat Texas Tech and they have a one-loss conference schedule and they win the Pac-12, historically a one-loss Power 5 conference champion is getting into the 14 playoff, and I don't think Oregon would be any exception there. As long as Texas Tech is a team that's over 500, I think it would do enough for them. But you're going to have a lot of great wins in the pack with, you know, you'd have at least two of USC, Washington, and Utah. Those are probably top 15 teams. You pair that with a road win at Texas Tech and a win in the Pac-12 championship game. I think that would put Oregon into the playoff. Yeah, I would I would hope so. I mean, <laughs> I, I say that somewhat flippantly because I just, it's so hard for me to see us getting in there. But 
Yeah, you're right. I think a, a one loss, uh, you know, Oregon team, maybe like they did that year again with Arizona, where if they were to avenge the loss in the Pac-12 championship, that might help their odds too. But mm. it just feels like they have like there's that. a lot that has to happen in front of them. You know, my son Darby and I, we were talking about this today because we were going over schedules for the rest of the country. We we're looking at Big Ten, Big Twelve, everybody else. And, you know, I had the thought of, you know, it looks like to me, Michigan and Ohio State both have very easy schedules this year. The only real big teams they play, maybe Penn State and themselves. And so I'm thinking, hey, if there's two teams in front of Oregon uh, in, in Michigan and Ohio State, they would take both of them before they'd take Oregon, it feels like, the committee or whatnot. Just on name alone and where they've been over the last couple of years, you know. So I just think a lot has to happen for Oregon. A lot has to move. There's a lot of moving parts that have to happen in front of them. You'll have to get out of Oregon's way to be able to get there. But you're right. A one-loss team should be there at the end by far. I don't know if this is one-loss team, but if it is, hell yes, we should be there. So what I've always said with regards to the playoff, I was saying it a lot during last season when Oregon you know, made, the, made a run with the eight-game winning streak. They were in contention, and frankly, I thought – you know, controlled their own path essentially to get into the playoff because my moniker continues to be Ryan and, you know, this might change in the 12-team playoff era, but it'll hold true for teams trying to get in to those 6-12, to 12, uh, you know, at-large spots and whatnot. Help is almost always given to those who hold their own. If you do your job, you are almost always going to get help in this crazy wild sport. And Oregon would have been in the playoff last year if they'd held their own, they, they were sitting at eight and one. And if they had won their final four games, I'm not saying that they were, you know, just like two plays away from doing it in a couple instances, they kind of were, but if they had done that, Ryan, they would have been a playoff team. Ohio state would not have gotten in. We would have been rematched up with Georgia and seen how much we, you know, had improved from that disaster in the first week. But a 12 and 1 Pac 12 champion is getting in over an 11 1 Ohio State or Michigan. The committee has shown this time and time again, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, as it should be. And I do think that that's the, the benefit of having that extra game, having that championship game. And uh, you, you do see some of those teams get in historically that don't go to their championship game. Uh, you know, LSU or Bama or whatever that, that situation was that happened that one year. And whatnot but yeah you're right you're right i, I think a, a one loss team from any of the power five should be in the, the real problem is is that they're starting to think of us as not much of a power five anymore that's a, that's the other slippery slope is they're like this is the last year for you well but that's <laughs> that's kind of the usc and ucla like that's kind of the the savior component of something that i despise the 12 team playoff True. Pac-12 champions going to get in. It's going to be one of the 12 teams yes. every single year. Even if it's a two or maybe even three loss team, you'd probably end up being, you know, a, a top 12. You'd be one of the six highest rated uh, conference right. champions for sure. Yeah, I mean, you would have. You, I think it's an automatic. Even if it was, if you're, if you're conference. It's, was so it's it's horrible. not te- it's not technically an automatic. Your conference would have to be so bad, and I don't think the Pac would get to that point. True, to where true. you aren't one of the six highest-rated conference champions. Like, basically, an upset would have to be pulled. But even if an upset were pulled in the conference championship game, like this past year, say Michigan had beaten or had lost to Purdue, and so Purdue yeah. is the nine and four. Purdue, Purdue's not going to be one of the six highest. Well, they it actually still might have been one of the six highest-rated conference <laughs> champions, right? This stuff gets all you know finicky and whatnot. We're getting weird, too 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 far into the weeds, but it, it is not strict. Like technically speaking, you could come up with a chaos scenario 
in which the Pac-12 champion or the champion of any conference in the, at the Power 5 level is not one of the six highest rated champs if the American and the Mountain West Conference champions are, for instance, ranked higher. Like that, like that could, if you had an undefeated Boise state and an undefeated, I don't know, Tulane who were conference champions, they could be ranked ahead of a PAC 12 champion. If somebody were, uh, were, were to pull an upset on, on that front, but that's, that's a conversation for next year when that dreaded 12 team play real, real quick. Do you like 12 team playoff? I, 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 I didn't for a long time, but you know, I'm, I'm such a junkie for college football. I'll like anything they do. They give you a hundred team playoff and I'd be, Oh, well, I'd talk myself into it. What I like about the 12-team playoff is, is I like that you can take a deep breath during the regular season. You don't – it's not – See, that's what I hate about it. I know, and that's what I hated about I don't it too. Wanna, I don't want to take a breath. I want the urgency. I want your season hanging in the balance every week. I mean, I'm going to blow your mind for a second here. I'm, I'm, I'm a golf coach. This year, they handed out a T1 state championship to both guys. They didn't no. do a playoff. No, 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 I'm not no, joking. no, 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 that, and, did, that and, didn't happen, right? No, no, and it happened. Oh, two guys, come on. Check this out, Spencer. It happened to two guys in our conference that faced each other every week. And they'd been battling. They're both seniors. They battle each other every week. One, like that flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop. They and they had to, them share the... They, they, get to, they get to the final. I'm about two, to start swearing. It's a two-day final. In golf, the one thing you can decide right there. Okay. They get to the two-day state championship. The one guy from Wilsonville does really well the first day. The guy from LaSalle does really well the second day. They tie at the end, and they both get the state championship. Go to a playoff. It's great. Right That's riveting. Right there. Just I'm go not, to I'm the first. Go to the first hole there. and say, "Son." My point is that we're now to, at this era where everybody gets the trophy. Uh, it's it's mind blowing. But the twelve participation playoff, trophies have ruined have ruined this country, Ryan. They have ruined. I agree. <laughs> But They've the, ruined, I mean, ruined the, the country. Playoff feels like participation trophy. The same teams are going to win at the end. But yes, kind of like correct. getting in the dance for these guys who are going to go and get blown out in the first round. The twelve-team playoff, I'm okay with, but I agree, I didn't like it most of the time. But now that it's happening, you know why I like it? I think the Ducks are going to be in it. I agree; they'll have a great chance. That's a conversation for another day. We're going to get circle back to. Can Oregon go undefeated in 2023? Because there are some obstacles there. The chances are low according to ESPN's FPI and Spencer's FPI. What is your what is your FPI on that? What is my FPI? Yeah, what's, what's Spencer's own? I'm going to tell you after I tell you about FanDuel. See what I did there, Ryan? I just I snuck it in. Bro. You have to do it, man. You get to do it. And you get to take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. You bet just 20 bucks and you land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can bet on everything from the money line to the spread to who you think is going to hit the first home run to the over-under to whether or not Oregon's going undefeated. If you want to bet all that, then put a, put together a 12-team parlay. You, you, you can do that. You can bet individual games on FanDuel all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap 
recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What would the odds have to be? This is, I know, the, the time where you take that drink. What would the odds have to be, Spencer, for you to bet on the Ducks going undefeated? What, what kind of number would you need? I love how you referred to the second segment sip as that drink, as if it doesn't have a name and a it moniker. Has a, it, it should have a sponsor it has a name. at this point. It, should have a it has a name, sponsor. Ryan. It has a name and a family. Okay, we're, we're so off the rails today. But what would the odds have to be? I mean, What kind of number would you have to take for that? Well, I, I just I like I just wouldn't put very much on it. Like, frankly, I would take whatever the odds would be of parlaying those twelve games on the money line together because they would be so unbelievably long. You could probably put down like five dollars exactly. and and net like three hundred right. or something, right? right. I, I I don't know exactly what the odds would be, but according to Spencer's football power index here, around one percent. Is 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 what I see as, hey, yeah, that's that's about the chance I'd give to the Ducks going undefeated. It's not technically impossible. There is a world in which I could see it happening, but so many things have to go your way. Oregon's had in my lifetime. I don't know if you've seen others in your lifetime, Ryan. I don't believe you have. Und- one undefeated season in the regular season, and that was in 2010. That magical, magical year. Now, yeah, if you re- if you regular if you, season regular yeah, yeah Dyer was down anyway so I'm never gonna get over that ever so no. if you go back if you want the optimistic view I'm gonna start Spencer the optimist here Dan Lanning is a young coach Chip Kelly was a young coach they were entering year two they both went ten and three in year one so if you're looking for the stars dual line okay now that Oregon team turned out to be dominant in year two. They would run teams out of the building by halftime. It was great. It was awesome. Still, even with a team that good, you had to have some breaks, Ryan. I remember that Stanford game. I remember watching it because I was watching downstairs with my brother and dad, and then things were going horribly. We were down 21 to 3, so we moved locations. We dispersed throughout the house, and then things went better. And we reconvened for the fourth quarter. So then, that's a true story. So then we, we we had that happen. But remember in that game, you know what a game-changing play was? What would have been a targeting call in today's world was a fumble for the Ducks that we picked up and ran the other way and had a walk-in touchdown. That completely shifted the tone and tenor of the game. That was a break. Remember the game against Cal at Berkeley? We had what? I don't think we had an offensive touchdown. Yeah, that's an interesting. If I remember correctly, punt return for sure. It was a punt return and like three field. I don't remember the score of that game. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up right now. But those sorts of things have to go your way. You know, Oregon in in that undefeated regular season, they were tied at halftime with Tennessee, blew them out in the second half. They did play Portland State that year. So again, if you're you know superstitious. Portland State played them that year. Portland State played them this year. Okay, like oh, whatever. And and Portland State, a Mountain West and a Power Five team on the road. 
So those things align. <laughs> You've got New Mexico in 2010, Hawaii 2023, Portland State both years, Power 5 opponent on the road, Tennessee, and Texas Tech. They beat Arizona State by 11. They beat Stanford by 21, but that game was a lot closer than that. They beat Washington State by 20. They hammered UCLA. They beat USC by 21. That was awesome. But again, that game was closer than a 21-point uh, blowout, per se. They hammered Washington 53-16. to They beat Cal 15-13. to They beat Arizona by 19. They beat the Bees 37-20. So you only had two close games in there. And look, I, I'm confident in this Oregon team's ability to get to the conference championship game. I think that is a very attainable goal. In fact, that's what I will you know, kind of be using as a moniker for uh, a successful or not successful season. Do you get back to the Pac-12 championship game? Because you should. But do I see him going through and just dominating teams like that? I don't know that this Oregon team is at that level yet. But more, more importantly, Ryan, I think the rest of the pack is just too good to run through, dominate 10. You know, you have nine conference games then, dominate seven of them and win two close ones. Oh, this yeah. league just feels too good. Yeah, well, the Huskies and the Trojans have told us for years the only reason why we won any of those games is because the rest of the conference was down. So the idea, <laughs> the idea is that we didn't get to play the real teams. Yeah, we didn't we play, play. We didn't play the real teams. Yeah, we had to play some alternate team. Now, you're right. I think it's just again. It, it, let's play a positive negative. If you're positive about it, you don't have the gauntlet like you had last year, where you have four in a row bangers. Right? You get a break in between, quote unquote. Right? So this year you've got. The, you know, the, the two games right away before you get by, then you get the Washington game. That's the biggest game of the which, year. Which four, which four from last year are you referring to no, at the end last, of the, the end of the one? Yeah. That bang, 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 you know, you had to yeah. The, well, that, that was three in a row, but yeah, like Washington, Utah, Oregon state, they, they are definitely more broken up this year. And that is, that is, you don't have two like majorly tough or right. we could be underdog games back to back. Right. right. It's, and it's set up. And yeah. you're set up for success. You 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 should go into that Washington game, I think, undefeated. You and I both think the Texas Tech game is going to be very difficult, and it's going to give you a test for sure. But if yep. you win that game, you should go into that Washington game undefeated, and I think so should they. Uh, and uh, then you got a real situation there because, again, they won last year, which just ups the ante for everything else. I don't think it really matters that much on the field comparatively, but it is nice to see just the teams be able to be more competitive with each other and have good games and have close games and have games that matter. Uh, because the rivalry always matters. It's just whether or not that it's top 25 and it really matters nationally. Uh, because again, I think when we talk about the whole like Pac-12 and everybody caring about the, the West Coast is who cares about the Pac-12, you know, and to have anybody else nationally care about the Pac-12, you're going to have to have these big games where they're both top 25 teams. They're both going into this thing with a lot on the line and a lot to lose. And so I think if you beat the Huskies, then you're, you're, you're really riding high. That's when you would historically lose to the freaking Cougs the next week. <laughs> I mean, we've I seen this right. over and over and over, right? The let it's the letdown game. It's the letdown, it's the so letdown game. You might be able to get up for the one game, but you're gonna, you know, the Utah game scares the hell out of me because it's up there. It's a crazy place to play. I think Utah always brings the defense. Yep. I think they're very physical. They control the ball. They take the air out of the ball. They control the clock. On 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 that on that note spe- on that note specifically, Ryan, can you tell me the last time? Utah lost a true home game with fans in the stands. Do you know what year it was? And do you know who the opponent was? Well, it could have been that Oregon game, that 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 Darren Carrington game. Nope, that was too long ago. That was 2016. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It could was it was it the did, we we didn't play there before COVID. We didn't we didn't get that one. Nope. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Two thousand and eighteen, they lost to Washington. Yeah, is I the mean, so is the last time is that's the last time an opponent went into Rice Eccles and won. Now, those streaks don't last forever, True. so I'm not sitting here and saying it's impossible. But when you know the question that that started this entire conversation was, can they go undefeated? I, I I'd put it around one percent. You just have you don't have an impossible schedule. But boy, at Utah, I would rather go at USC than at Utah. If oh, you flip, if, if you flipped, day. if you flipped the location of those two games, I'd say there's a greater chance. Yeah, I'd sure. go from one percent to sure. one one point eight percent or sure. something the, like that. The Utah game scares me. I'm going to that game. I'm excited for that game. I want to see it up close and personal. But the USC game. You know, it's also one that kind of scares me because USC is going to bring an offense, and, and Oregon has shown that their defense has not really been up to snuff. They might get exposed in that game. Now, if they stop them and do a pretty good job, I think Oregon's offense has enough with USC's defense, you know, from what we've seen so far, that I think Oregon can win that game. If Oregon wins – okay, you get those four games. If Oregon wins three of those games, dude, now we're talking, man, and I just don't know which game they're going to lose. I just hope to God it's not the Beavs or the Huskies. Yeah, you can't lose to both rivals. Like I, I would back to back. I would happily, like because I don't expect them to go undefeated. This is honestly how I feel, Ryan. I would trade a twenty-point loss to the Utes for a win over both the Huskies and the Bees. Absolutely. I would. I would like. I'm. I'm talking a twenty twenty-one esque game in Utah where we just. Forget to get off the bus. Yeah, yeah, just just it didn't work for you that day. Exactly. Nothing goes right. Utah rolls you. They're the better team. They embarrass you. Everything. I would I would concede one of those if it meant we got to beat both the Beavs and the Huskies. Because losing to both them in the same season in the fashion in which we did, it still stings. It just absolutely it abs it absolutely stings. But the five game. Yeah. So first of all, to go undefeated, obviously you have to avoid Texas losing Texas. to teams that are that that, that you're going to be big favorites against, right? Washington State, uh, Stanford, yeah. Colorado, Hawaii, Portland State, Cal, Arizona State should be fine in those games. You know, I think the most likely game to trip you up would probably be Washington State, but those games, Oregon's going to be a heavy favorite, and I don't expect them to have a problem. That's seven of your games. Right. Let me make sure I got that. One, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. So that leaves the other five. And going five and zero oh in games where three of them are played on the road. Yeah. Ah, that's that's just they're going to be single digit spreads. We already know. Oregon opened as a seven and a half point favorite against the Beavs. That's the biggest line of any of these games. Two and a half point underdog right now at Washington. Which is, you know, right, Washington's right, yeah. a favorite, yeah. but a small one. Yeah. USC, Utah, those are like one-point spreads, basically a pick em, And we're a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Texas Tech, which means That's Vegas thinks... I, I completely agree. Like, it's easy to get caught up in Pac-12 play, but that Texas Tech game, that, that line, three-and-a-half points, tells you Vegas thinks we are better, yeah. but because we are on the road, right. we could be in trouble. And where do you think Texas Tech ends up in the end of the year Big 12? I think they're top half of that conference. I agree. They were an eight-win team last year. Right. They've got their quarterback back, right. uh, you know, returning. Issues. 
They had a bunch yeah. of injuries last year too. Right? Yeah, they did. When Tyler Shuck was there, I think he was like four and zero. Yeah, five and zero when he when he was healthy and starting. Like and they that's have. A place that gets rocking. I've heard they throw tortillas. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Have you talked to the Locked On guy over there about that? Have you done a preview on it? I no no haven't haven't migrated to that stage yet. Um, locked get, met the Locked On worlds combined. It's what we call Locked On crossover. So uh, if they went to, if they go tortillas, which I'm assuming flour. I mean, I'm just I'm, just, I'm assuming. <laughs> would you go corn to match with that or? Keep that energy, or you just the counterpunch. Let's get let, let's get Lanning's thoughts. Uh, hey, coach. Uh, last thing here before we wrap up the post game presser. Texas Tech's been known to toss flour tortillas. Are you considering giving your fans corn tortillas as a retaliative measure? Well, it's the it's the, it's the question at every Mexican restaurant: flour or corn? <laughs> I had tacos from a taco truck earlier today, and I had that same question: flour or corn? <laughs> I'm usually a corn guy. What I about you? Too. I have a I have a taco truck right down the road that makes their own flour tortillas. Chef's kiss. See, that's what they did at the taco truck here, I think, too. And it's they dynamite. and we had flour because like I was I was picking some up for my dad and they and he wanted flour, so I was like, I won't, I'm not going to make it complicated. These guys, I don't care that much, but they were nice. But like authentic, our, yeah, they're they're, they're kind of like their own twist on tacos. Yeah. If you want like authentic Mexican street tacos, you got to give me corn tortillas every time. One hundred percent. Have to. One hundred percent. You got to have the the tiny little thin ones yeah. that you put two you put yeah. two down for that double them yeah. up. That's a real Mexican street taco. Little onion, sure. little cilantro, little green salsa, right. and a lime juice on top. Right. Chef's kiss. Right. Welcome to Locked On Food, Locked everybody. On food. It's great again, to have you again. If you want, if you really want the Spencer McLaughlin Food Network <laughs> thing. Come on to my channel on the Tuesday yes. night live stream, and we go deep into this. We'll go real deep oh, dude. for the I, Texas Tech thing. I'm just glad that our fan base doesn't have a tradition of throwing anything. It could oh, I, I, I agree. We throw, I, the, I, we throw the little things at the halftime of the thing, the bingo. I don't know if, you, if you've ever been to the basketball games where we throw that at halftime. That's about the only oh. thing we throw. Yeah, yeah, but that's not like that's not like throwing th- tortillas. I at... want to limit the projectile. Do they throw the tortillas at, like, people? I'm assuming Frisbee style. I would go immediate. But, like, do they throw, the, do they throw them at they fans the or players? I don't know. Like, are they... they... You'd have to throw it like a Remember Frisbee. The, you know, the, the disc guys that go overhand chop? Oh, I never um, understood. I would go here. I oh, I, I I would throw it like a frisbee too. You know, yeah. like if if I were if I were a Texas Tech fan and for some reason I'm throwing a tortilla, I would not try and go over the top oh, and no. snap your wrist yeah. around like that. I don't think I don't think that. I would makes also, a lot of if sense. I was a Texas Tech fan, I would go through multiple different tortillas out in the backyard, testing them out. Which ones do the best? I would take the meatiest, <laughs> heaviest. I want I want the farthest. I want the best action. I don't want that thing to crumble into row four. I want this that thing is, on the field. This is exactly what everybody wanted to hear in a discussion of can Oregon go undefeated. Is okay. what are we going to do about the Here's tortillas? My Here's my quick answer. No. I think they're going to lose one of those games. I think it's a one, a, it's a one or two one. loss t- a year. And I just hope to God it's not the Beavs or the Huskies. If it's the USC and Utah, I can I can live with that. It's a two-loss game or two-loss. Uh, I can too. handle that. And both those teams are good. I can handle that. But uh, there's something to be said about twisting the knife that would be losing to the Huskies up there in Seattle. I'm going to be at that game. Listening to them bark at me all day long would be horrible. And then, uh, obviously, the Beavs. I don't know if I could do another year. Yeah. It was so it was so bad. Well, I mean, that would, be, that would be such a rough feeling for Duck fans because we haven't felt it since 2008. 
Well, they haven't won. They haven't, I still wake up with nightmares. That they they haven't won at Autzen Stadium, meaning James they haven't Rogers, won back to back Civil Wars in in like fifteen years. Yeah, that's like yeah. That, it's been year. it's been that long. Yeah. So I I'd say this End is around. An, this isn't. Oh, I know the little fly sweep action. James Rogers so good. I I don't I don't. Oh, the Rogers brothers were awesome. Like the Beavs, but both the Rogers brothers were freaking awesome. They were oh they were they were absolutely absolutely awesome. Like really really good players. Just real solid fan favorites with the Beavs. I, I respect I respect those guys. And you know, last thing on the and rivalry games. Michael too. Those guys are buddies. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they would go hang out and go bowling and stuff like while they were in. Oh, school. I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. They're both from Texas. So, oh, that's right. Three. Yeah, that yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, LaMichael's Texarkana, but but yeah, yeah, but close enough. Anyway, so you know the thing with rivalry games, Ryan, is look. Obviously, I want to win those games every year but you touched on something earlier that i wanted to come back to and that's i want to win those games more when they mean something you know like would i rather beat oregon state when they're down than lose to them when they're good yes but i would rather beat them when they are good than beat them when they are down like i was at camera we're good mic down I would I would I would rather have beaten Oregon State when, you know, in the Rose in the in the game that was winner goes to the Rose Bowl yes. than beat them, you know, 70 to 10 or whatever it was in 2017. Like Yeah, the raincoat. Look, rain there there was an element of like it's satisfying and you know, it's fun to just stomp on them and everything, but you know, I have a lot of friends who are Beaver fans and smack talking ensues and the, the the best feeling and the peak of smack talk for winning a rivalry game is when something was on the line. Like Oregon State has not won a game formerly known as the Civil War when something major has been on the line. And that is, I think, a great feeling for us. They have won games that the game matters every year. Don't get me wrong, but I'm talking like national implications, right? They played spoiler for us a year ago. But in 2008, 2009, Oregon State was playing for the right to go to the Rose Bowl, and Oregon beat them both times. Now, Oregon was playing spoiler in 08, and then we were playing for the right to go in 09. But, like, that is my favorite game formerly known as the Civil War of all time because of what what it meant. Like, you want to have stakes. You want to have something to hold over them. That 08 game could be my favorite game of all time. That oh, 08 game was Jeremiah great. fumbled the thing on his way. Down. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Tomlin. I mean, there had it had everything. That had every, and they when the Ducks beat the hell out of them, and that was the game. I think it was like sixty three to thirty eight or something. And the and 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 the Bees were going to the Rose Bowl, like you said. If they Ducks, if they if they, if they beat the Ducks that game, they're going to Rose Bowl. <laughs> yep. And, and, and I mean, it was in Corvallis too. It was just right. But again, and and that one, position. that one, I think is akin to what we had this past season, which is. Yes. If we beat the Beavs, we're going to the Pac-12 championship game, maybe going to the Rose Bowl, maybe not, depending on if we had beaten USC. But that 2009 game is one where I'm like, yeah, that was the best because the winner was going to the Rose Bowl and we got the win there. And like, it's, yes, of course, I always enjoy beating Washington or beat, you know, this or whatever, beating Washington or Oregon State, our biggest rivals. But it's more fun when it means something. You know, when Oregon and Washington play and one team's making a push for or both teams are in the playoff discussion like if Oregon and Washington are both 5-0 and going into the game this year 
I want to be able to look back and say Oregon won, and that's the reason Washington didn't make the playoff and Oregon got in. Like that's that's the ultimate rivalry feeling that I think you're chasing there. Especially this year, because again, having it be the fact that the Huskies and the Bees both won last year sets this up. I think the Ducks yeah. team is better this year. I think their defense is gonna be better this year. I think I think everything's on the line. I just think you have to be able to get through those games and We'll see how it goes. I definitely think that you're on to something with the idea that uh, Utah is going to be probably the hardest game of that. Yeah, of that I think just, I just think Utah is the tough. I, I think at Utah is the toughest game on the schedule, followed by USC, followed by at Washington, followed by at Texas Tech, and then Oregon State. And I don't think Oregon State is a cakewalk because that that is a good football team, but we have them at home. And, and I, don't I just think Oregon think, State's the team they were last year. At the end of the year, especially. Longer conversation, but I mean, it's they're, they're an interesting team. Let's 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 just say that because I just wonder if better quarterback play will offset a drop in defense because they lost some key guys there. But they, that's that's a question we can only answer when the season starts, and when that yeah. happens, we'll continue bringing on Ryan Winter at Sports Chat five hundred three on Twitter and on YouTube. My man delivers as always. Appreciate you, Ryan. Thank you, man. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day and go Ducks.